0: Gerard Butler's just making a different disaster movie every year.
1: In more ways than one.
0: Plane, Greenland. Geostorm. Was he in Geostorm? He was the, tit- the titular character. He was the Geostorm. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Geostorm. <laughs> Do you know what titular means? I
1: finally watched. I finally watched. I finally.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David. And this is Alan. And I finally watched Rock and Roller. This movie does not take place in Australia, so I don't know what that was. (laughs) Um, this is what I wanna I want to start this off with this. So, earlier when we were talking, you know, this is the third movie in the Guy Ritchie month of June, and Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm fairly confident at this point that I like these movies in like basically reverse order. Like I like the gentleman the most, then rock and roll, then snatch, then lock stock. I like them all. So it's not really a, a statement on one of them not being good. It's just, I like, as he keeps going, I like them better. And I was looking at like the, the Metacritic score of these and it's, I find it very, very interesting. So Lockstock is a 66, which is just like, you know, pretty good. Snatch is a fifty-five. Wow, which I find I'm crazy. Surprised. And then I'm like, oh, it's a rock, rock and roll. That's pro- rock and roll. That's probably a little better, right? No, it's a fifty-three. Wow. I was like, I, okay. I mean, it was a smaller movie. You know, it was not released very widely. Um, but I was like, the gentleman has been pretty widely praised from people I've heard talking about it. No, it's a fifty-one. So fuck critics, <laughs> man. Like right. that's ridiculous. Like. Especially it's... when it comes to this, go suck a dick because you don't know okay, what the okay. fuck you're talking about. Okay. Because after watching this, the rock and roller, I d- I rock proved and myself right that they that they just keep getting better because the gentleman is so fucking good. I can't wait till we record it this later this week. Um, and the critics are idiots when it comes to these movies. <laughs> okay, the, okay, the, slow down, slow saying. down, slow down, slow down, David. Because I will not, I will not be tamed.
1: Okay. I actually kind of agree with the critics. I, and, and don't get me wrong. I actually really like rock and roll. I thought it was better than snatch. I, I enjoyed it much more than snatch. What's funny is though, uh, what the funny thing is though, is that uh, out of all the ones we've seen this month, my favorite is still lock stock. So, I mean, I don't know about the gentleman. I haven't seen it. We'll get there when we get there. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll like it from the clips I've seen on like, it, I remember the gentleman like last year was like all the big clips that you used to see on like YouTube shorts was like taken from the gentleman. And it's like mostly from those guys who are like, you know, like grind every day, smoke your cigars mostly. and slap a bitch, you know, like those type of guys. <laughs> Always clip the gentleman. What is Just that, that
0: guy's name? Andrew Tate. All right. Yeah, go. There what? we are. I forgot his name. Alright, keep going. <laughs> so
1: so, anyways, um the essence of this movie is very similar to the other two. And I know his other films, the ones I've seen at least, like Sherlock Holmes and Aladdin, are adaptations of other films. Actually, when I was in Mexico last week, I saw like the last half of his King Arthur, and I understand now why he had to do that movie because like it's the King Arthur tale. But behind that, it's a it's a heist, like a team of guys heist movie. And so I was just finding it like really funny how now knowing his filmography, what that King Arthur adaptation is like, what's hiding behind it. But I was telling I was telling my wife that, oh, we we have to watch another one because she's been watching these with me. Right. And so I was like, we have to watch another one. And she goes she goes in her best cockney accent. She goes, Or right I'll take my mates and we'll go rob a fucking and diamond. And I'm like, Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what this movie is about, but it could be. She's like, Or guns. And I was like, I think it's real estate property. She goes, Okay. <laughs> and uh and uh yeah, so yeah, I mean up to a certain point it's just he finesses his craft by making his, his buddy heist movies that all run together at the end through divided storylines better and better.
0: Am I right? Yeah. You know, it's interesting though, that I've noticed too. um, And this will not be a spoiler for the gentleman, although I'm going to talk about that a little bit is like the transition of the main bad guy into a more prominent role in the movie. Like in Lockstock, it's just kind of this he's this foreboding character that affects our, our main characters. He's not in it a whole lot. Then Bricktop, is it Bricktop or Red Top? Bricktop. Nope,
1: Bricktop Brick Top right.
0: is in the movie quite a bit more and is quite a bit more in Snatch. And I think Lenny in this, Tom Wilkinson, is in it a lot. And almost like you kinda you you, like the movie is almost a little bit from that perspective. So Gerard Butler is like the top build, but Tom Wilkinson is second, and it kind of feels like in a lot of places it's more his movie. And then with the gentleman, we've kind of transitioned into Matthew McConaughey is the main bad guy, and he's like likable and you're rooting for him, and he's like the protagonist kind of. So it's like the transition of the bad guys in these movies, I think, is is very interesting.
1: Yeah, but the real question is: is is the villain in Swept Away? Do they take a more prominent role? Is it Madonna? It's Madonna. She's she, she the gonna villain. Say it's,
0: it's Madonna. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I've never seen that movie. I don't. Spoiler alert: It won't be appearing on the pod unless you get a guest host for when I'm gone later in the year, potentially.
1: <laughs> I don't think. That's very uh high on my priority list. Um th- okay, so it's it's funny how this movie starts out, right? Rock and roller, because it does this whole spiel about like what a rock and roller is. Is it a guy who likes sex? Is it a guy who likes drugs? Is it a guy who likes the fame and the fortune of being a no, it's the guy who likes it all, right? And then You go into the movie, you're introduced to Gerard Butler, you're introduced to Idris Elba, um, Tom Wilkinson, everyone like that. And then, you know, you find yourself like almost an hour into the movie and you're like, I don't think I've met a rock and roll in this entire flick. Uh, (laughs) And then and then you you meet uh, Tom Wilkinson's son. Uh, What's his name? Josh? John? Johnny fucking Quid. Johnny, fucking quid played by by the way, uh, I only know him from being Dr. Doom in the Miles Teller
0: Fantastic Four movie so this is something that um Garrett and I talked about is like this is kind of for me and him the big introduction of Toby Kebble, yeah, and I've never seen someone waste so much juice to go on and be Dr. Doom in the horrible Fantastic Four remake or to he was be
1: also in that Black Mirror episode that one time,
0: which I think Black Mirror is good at least. Um, but then he was fucking in the Ben-Hur remake, which is like, come on guys. It's not going to, that's not going to do good things for your career. So um, the, the end of this movie like says there's going to be a sequel. And then I was, reading and as of 2011 he had like a full script um, but I don't know if you're aware of this we're in 2023 and um, yeah I don't think there's been anything new on that so
1: well it's funny because at the very end of the movie it's like all these characters will be back in the real rock and roll and, and Taylor's like there's a sequel to this and I looked it up and like you said he's, he's supposed to apparently what happened was uh, this movie did horrible in the box office it made like 30 mil um, which is very bad. Uh, and then he got busy with Sherlock Holmes and it just got pushed to the
0: side. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I feel like this movie today, if you had all of those people contractually obligated to be in it, like if you had Idris Elba and Gerard Butler and oh, Tom yeah. Hardy. Oh yeah. Like that movie. Why is Netflix not throwing money at Guy Ritchie to make this movie? It's supposed to be a trilogy um netflix which, is too busy making
1: the next ryan Reynolds, um red notice too anna de Armas, chris evans red citadel hawk down shit so yeah
0: i told you the real name and you were like no i have several joke names that i've come up with that i need yeah. to say mm-hmm. it, i'll watch whatever on it de Armas is i mean i gave 30 minutes that Marilyn monroe movie so <laughs> um I also, you know, first two movies we have narration. I don't think you get much better than Mark Strong as your narrator. Like oh, just man. that voice. It's you're not yeah. beating it.
1: As soon as Mark Strong showed up on the uh, showed up on the roster, uh, Taylor goes, I didn't know Stanley Tucci was in this movie.
0: How many times is she gonna make that joke? I know. It's classic. Um I like the whole beginning of this setting up how just how this world works, right? Uh, it's also funny because usually the bad guy screws over our main characters pretty early on, but like are pretty late in the movie and they fix it very late in the movie. And this time it's like first thing and they fix it within like 30 minutes. And then that's like that's not the major plot Snatch. anymore.
1: It reminded me of that. Of that, Yeah, that's true. They did fix it quite quickly. It reminded me. It's like you never want to be in debt to Brick Top Bill. And then they're like, um, oh, you're in my debt. It's like, oh,
0: we're in his debt. Blimey. And it also is funny, too. So Archie immediately says he's like, you know, wasn't that very strong, which was like, haha, Mark Strong. Um, <laughs> but then he's like, Lenny is like, no one help me. You know, they need to have the fear in them. And it kind of when you know how this ends, it kind of like all the signs were there that he's the informant. I don't, I don't know what I guess just now we can talk about who did you think the informant was? Did you think it was going to come up? I knew it was going to come up. I, you know, I saw that
1: seed being planted a while back, but um, I thought it was going to be Tom Hardy. I thought it was going to be Bobby.
0: He set himself
1: up. (laughs) Well, even after he was like, I'm gay. I still thought it was going to be Bobby. Yeah, because it was I thought it was too weird for him to be like, I'm going to get a fiver.
0: That's very progressive of you to think that a gay guy could be an informer. And I just I want to applaud you.
1: It wasn't even me thinking, like, being progressive. It was me thinking that Guy Ritchie was going to be progressive. Um, (laughs) No, it was was just weird to me how he was like, oh, yeah, they just lost my paperwork. I don't get to go to prison anymore. And I'm like, that's convenient, you know.
0: Well, and the movie tries and sets up Two different people, I think. One, they try and set up the junkies as the informers, because they literally have Mark Strong talk about the informer as the junkies walk in. Yeah, and but I think he also tries to do it with uh, Cookie. I think is like a potential of who it could be. And even I honestly
1: like... thought I didn't even think anything about the junkies or Cookie. I thought it could have been Bobby. I thought it could have been Gerard Butler. I thought it could have been Mark Strong himself. Like I, those were my three big suspects.
0: I mean, I knew the whole time who it was.
1: Of course, but, um, you've
0: seen this movie before. No, I meant the first time I saw it. So oh, okay. Just fucking with you. So, then we get the Russian plot line, which um, is pretty... F- not ti- too timely, but... So, Yuri Amovich, I think, is his name? Sure, butcher it. What?
1: I said sure, yeah.
0: He you said something different. So, anyway... Um, the owner, the former owner of the Chelsea football club was Abramovich. And when Russia attacked Ukraine, he was f- sort of forced by the British government to sell the team. I think he like sold the t- It's fucking great. He like was forced to sell the team, but also didn't receive the money from the sale of the team, which is like $2 Are you talking about dollars. real life? Yeah, yeah. Real life. Yeah. Abramovich. Oh. Is the owner that's who this character is based off of, okay. like for sure? I mean, the okay. name is like they just took off the abra and then the name is just Amovich, just like in the movie. So, um, it's definitely who it's supposed to be. But, um, I also, you know, so they have this first meeting, he sees his lucky painting and he's like, I'm gonna let you borrow it. So, of course, you know, one the fact that they don't show the painting, you know, it's gonna like kind of come up. Um, throughout like it's going to be a plot point but i do like how it kind of goes pulp fiction on you like doesn't show you what's in the never see
1: the painting yeah Yeah. i thought i thought i could see it like i could see that's what it was doing and i thought it was going to be revealed to us at the very very last scene
0: but it never was I, i it also like it the the way the painting is talked about it gives nothing away about it like Lenny's like, oh, it has depth. And then Stella later on's like, oh, you have really good taste, but there's never like you have no idea what that thing is. I thought it was just gonna be like a naked woman. It would have been funny if it was just like a horrible fucking painting. If like in the in the after credit scene they show you what it is.
1: Mm, yeah, it's just like absolute shit.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that sets that up. And then we meet Stella the accountant. Um I, I gotta say, watching it this this last two times, um she is so stupid in this movie. oh, yeah, a hundred percent and what's fu- who
1: who who hires their like thieves to rob the same place like Tw- twice twice in a row and not expect, oh my God. and then it's like that whole thing back in like lockstock with the weed where it's like you're stealing from the person that you owe. And so, yeah, they get the money real quick and, and pay pay uh Tom Wilkinson back. But then it's like now he's out seven mil. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just like, and, and what's funny too is that isn't even what gets her. She would get away with all of this, except for the fact that through a like unlucky set of circumstances, she ends up with the f- picture. And then he's like, how long have you had this? And she just, like, lies because she's a liar. And then she ends up dying because of it. Yep. Um, real quick, before we got to Stella, though, there was some funny, like, back and forth where uh, Archie's like, hey, you got to be careful about these Russians. You know, they don't respect the old school. And he's like, but he says, what does he say? He's like, there's no school like the old school, and I'm the headmaster. And then it goes to the Russian guy, Yuri, and he's like, the his his like second in command's like, why'd you give him the painting? He's like, you know, it, it's good to make the peasants feel royal. Like he just thinks so little of this guy. And in the end, he's like, I'll just fucking buy your counselor. Like I don't need you anymore. I was trying to do this the right way, but you like you fucked me over too much. And like, which is actually funny. Lenny never does anything bad to the Russian guy. You know, he gets his painting stolen, but he's like, he didn't do anything to him.
1: Right. No. Yeah. I mean, it's that whole thing where it's like the 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 seven million getting stolen looks bad on Lenny this entire time, like the Russian is thinking like Lenny is behind it, and then Lenny kind of comes doesn't he eventually think that Stella is behind it or Stella just like
0: no they I don't think they ever figure out that Stella was behind that uh Lenny eventually tank who is who is just a fucking plot point character yeah 100%. but he's just a guy who we can be like, oh, he's a really smart guy who knows the streets who can just will get us information at the point in the plot in which we need it.
1: You know what's so funny about Tank is that he's always watching like a movie on his on his little TV in his car, right Yeah uh, Taylor and I just finished succession a couple hours before we started um, uh, this film, Rock and roller. Yeah. And uh, if you know anything about succession, there's a character named Tom who plays Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice, and it was playing on the on his little TV.
0: Yeah. So I didn't notice the second movie when he was watching that one, but I did notice the first one um, Oh, with Hugh Grant. Yeah. Hugh Grant and Anthony Hopkins. Um, so we're back to it. Uh, she talks Stella tells Gerard Butler to steal or she tells him she has something for him to do. There's this funny scene where we first meet all the guys in the, what the sleeker. Is that what it's called? The sleeker. I think so. And, uh, there's this funny moment where Gerard Butler is called one, two. Um, is he called one, two? Cause he's a boxer. um, he Short. does a little boxing motion later on. Anyway, I have no idea why it's called one-two. wasn't in the uh, easily available facts. But he asks, mumbles Idris Elba to come talk to him, and he says no, and then he's like, you know, uh, I'll make it worth your while, and shows his ass. There's this subtle little look that Tom Hardy gives when he sees Gerard Butler's ass, which is really <laughs> funny. Um, And then... I like the little back and forth too between Stella and Gerard Butler, uh, Thandie Newton, when she's like, you know, give the guy a black eye and then later on after it's over, she's like, I see you didn't want to, you didn't feel that way about the black eye and he's like, well, just thought from a professional's perspective, it just really didn't make any sense and it's actually funny too because when you see the robbery, the guys just give up so quickly and are kind of helpful that he's like, it would have made sense to punch them. It actually would have been more obvious that something's up but i just the robbery is so funny when he gets in the car and doesn't have the keys and the two guys look at each other like oh fuck i stole the keys and, and he's, he's like
1: hey mate how do you put this in reverse and he's like oh you got to lift the little flap and then yeah you got it And he's like oh okay fuck off <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean it looked real bad it looked real bad on everyone's part just the fact that they're like oh, there's only like three people who knew about this robbery and like no one pointed the fingers at Stella is kind of ridiculous. And then I love her intro. She's like this accountant who has a taste for danger. So she always gets her, you know, shit messed up. And then she's married to this uh, gay uh, attorney, criminal lawyer, who when he shows up later in the movie, I was like, where is he from? Because he only shows up very quickly in the beginning. And then I was like, oh my God, he's Stella's husband. And um
0: You know I, what is you know what is interesting the movie does a good job of though is you're like, oh, why did they not assume Stella? Well, one, Lenny doesn't know about Stella. No one on Lenny's side knows about Stella except one two. And it's established by the second in command when Yuri figures out Stella has the painting in the end, he's like, you know, you always let this happen. We lost 20 million for the last girl and more for the girl before that, and we'll probably lose more from this one. So it just shows you this Russian dude like falls for these women and they fucking screw him over. And so it's like he never sees it coming. Yeah. And so I, there's at least a nice touch with that.
1: If Stella's been working with the Russian dude for a while and he it's his lucky painting and he's had it hung up, you would think that
0: she would recognize it at one point. That is like a question I had. Like, how does she not how has she never seen it? But I guess I don't know. She does try and keep her distance from him.
1: I think there was a passing line in the beginning when we're introduced to the painting. Like right before he gives it to Lenny, he's like, I've had this in storage for a while. And then ever since I put it up, I've been having the best of luck. So that could be the explain away.
0: Yeah. Um real quick to backtrack a little bit we get this scene with Lenny and the counselor where we like meet this guy who does all the all the you know we met him before in the little montage in the beginning but then you know he's trying to get him to do this thing for the Russian and the counselor looks over at this blonde playing tennis and Archie's like hey Jackie you want to have a run with the counselor she's like only if he's wicked
1: and then the counselor looks at him he's like wicked what does that mean what does she mean by that And I was just thinking, I was like, I don't know what she means by that, but he certainly is not it.
0: (laughs) Her voice immediately was like, I don't know anymore. Oh, dude. No, I don't care. Oh, okay, good. Good to (laughs) know.
1: Don't tell tell Taylor.
0: We'll we'll do Wimbledon after this. (laughs) Tennis seems to be your thing. So uh, the lucky painting gets stolen. Um, and I love like the crew that Archie has with him. The one guy's like, so where was the painting? And he's like, somebody slapped him. <laughs> and then the whole thing about how to properly slap. And, and even like
1: later on how he's like pushing Lenny in the wheelchair and he's like, Oi, Lenny, you prefer the stairs or the elevator? And he's like, come here, come here, <laughs> come here.
0: Yeah, that guy's great. Um, and now we are at the point where they're trying to find the painting, and Archie goes to tank um and then we meet the junkies, right The junkies come in to try and sell these coats right. um what's funny is my the line that I repeat from this movie the most is just the title of the movie, and it's the main junkie that talks just saying, "Rock and roller." <laughs> And he's like the least important character in this movie.
1: My favorite scene in probably the whole movie involves the junkies. Where they get the painting from, they steal the painting from Johnny uh, Quid. And they go back to the bar and cookies there. And they're like, Oi, we're we're, we're dealing in artifacts. Fine art, fine art. And then uh, they put it up and they're like, So and they were going into this whole thing. And Cookie's like, I'll give you 500 for it. He's like, I haven't even told you the best part." He's like, no, I don't I don't give a shit. Just give me give it to me. He's like, fine, you don't get five. It's just like he like Cookie immediately knows how much value that is. And the junkies don't even care. Like the junkies could easily hold it for like tens of thousands of
0: pounds, right? Yeah, I think it's it's also just the like how little respect they have for these guys, and they're just like, I don't want to even hear you talk because you just annoy me so much. So, um, but
1: but Cookie knows what that painting is, though, right?
0: No, because he actually he doesn't. Um, he just there's this line which is like a lot of it's coincidental, but. I guess the, this world is so kind of tightly knit that it makes sense um, that this would happen. But he just says that he he gives cookie buys the painting, gives it to one too, and is like, "I think your I think your uh, your girl would like this."
1: But I thought I thought he said that, knowing that her boss is looking for the painting. I mean, I don't know, maybe But then um, she doesn't even know her boss is looking for the painting.
0: Yeah, I, I just think it's a kind of a coincidental thing to get the painting in her hands, So it kind of fucks her over. Um,
1: I have to say the way they film sex scenes in this movie is how I kind of wish every movie film sex scenes. So
0: I read a thing about the sex scene. OK, apparently it wasn't supposed to be this way. But the day of shooting the sex scene, um, because Sandy Newton is not. From what I've seen is not afraid to shoot sex scenes or nudity. Um, but Gerard Butler had like a fucking throat cold or like a, a virus the day okay. of shooting it. And she's like, I'm not fucking kissing him. So then that's what the sex scene became.
1: It's just so quick and you get everything you need to get from it. It's just really, you I got everything
0: know. you need. Did you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You got to send me those uh, Sandy clips
0: later. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the next thing I want to talk about is just a quick one where Archie comes to get the money from them. And there's just this interesting dynamic of like one, two kind of fucks with them a little bit. But Archie like commands this respect where he's like, all right, that's enough. You know, you know, uh, <laughs> stop it. And then the way they kick the the bag to him and he's like, oh, we could form a little team here. Um, I like, I don't know. Mark Strong is so great in this role and like in this movie. But I just like every... That's kind of why I want the sequel is like him and Gerard Butler and Idris Elba, like working more closely together, like I think would be a great for the sequel,
1: especially since they're all like bigger stars. Now, it's like you throw Tom Hardy in the mix and they're like, it's a huge budget at this point. Right. But like maybe they maybe they do it with a pay cut, just like old time's sake, just to get this movie out. But the fun part about this is that they're all better actors now after, you know, a decade passed. So that's kind of a fun a fun thing to think about, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Also just all way, way bigger actors. Um, so next scene, Bob comes out and this is like the first thing. This is the first movie I saw Tom Hardy where I was like, I clocked like, Hey, who's that guy? Cause I think <laughs> black Hawk down was kind of a, a big break for him. At least it was like, you know, kind of a, not a bigger role, but just like a, a role in a big movie. Um, and then I think this is what Christopher Nolan saw that got him, you know, Inception Bain? and then, and then, oh, Bane. Yeah, yeah. um, I was talking with Garrett too about this and he's like, you know, it's kind of actually pretty, it's like fairly progressive for 2008, the, the gay scene. Um, and I will say it's like fairly progressive for like Guy Ritchie movies up to this, like the lock stock and snatch definitely like the way they talked about like gay people was, has not aged well. Sure. But I think this movie, the only line that was kind of really, <laughs> was really bad is later on Idris Elba's was like, you know, if I could be as great a guy as Bob is, but be gay, I'd consider it. I wouldn't do it, but I consider it. And I was like, ah, that's kind of still like not, not great.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny though, is that when, when Bob wants to mention what they did the other night and, you know, he puts the fear of it. he's like, don't you fucking tell anyone what we did the <laughs> other night. I was like, did they actually have sex? Because, you know, they left that scene when with uh, Gerard Butler turning to him and goes, OK, but what did you want to do with me? Yeah. Right.
0: Yep. So
1: and then the fact that we just get that it's just dancing at a gay bar. Oh, my God. I laughed so hard.
0: It is like a great reveal that the movie definitely like it kind of holds that in its back pocket for a while because there's several scenes where they kind of dance around what happened to it pun intended um but yeah when they finally reveal it and <laughs> it's like for for gerard butler it's almost like worse than if he blew him he's like <laughs> <we slow danced. laughs> yeah and then the ending right
1: like the ending title as the as the credits roll you get that whole scene the entire
0: dance scene <laughs> it's so great that's funny yeah i didn't see i didn't stay to watch that this time you, but if if you watch it you could see
1: where they break character and it's just tom hardy and gerard butler dancing at a gay bar and like the camera slowly like pans out and like when they're super small in the background you can see like gerard butler twirling tom hardy it's so
0: great <laughs> well now i have to re-watch the end um so the next thing we get is Lenny dumping these guys in the Tim's. And I at first thought these were the Tim's in the Tim's. The... In, the Timbs.
1: in the Tames.
0: Tames? Tames. I think when they pronounce it, it's like it's more of an a soft I than an A sound. I know how it's spelled. Well, it's not Tim's, like you know. Timberlands? Timberlands. <laughs> I didn't
1: even
0: know what you were gonna say. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll say it the way I fucking want. Um and the whole thing about the crayfish and all that. At first, I thought these were the accountants, uh, but then it turns out these are just two guys we've never seen before, who I guess were like knew about the painting. I don't know how Lenny knew about these guys. Maybe this was information. I guess this was this was info Tank got. So once again, just the fucking is Tank a MacGuffin? Tanks a MacGuffin, and so is um.
1: <laughs> Those two big Russian dudes that just can't fucking die. oh,
0: well, they're terminators more than anything. Um so they let Lenny know that Johnny quit is still alive and he tried to sell the photo, the painting. We're introduced and to their his managers. Well and this is like a very like I don't know this is almost a fucking dad joke where Lenny's like, go find Greek and Minnie. And Archie's like, Roman and Mickey. And I was like, that is like such a fucking dad joke right there. Um, to make
1: it even more of a dad joke, it's the guy from Entourage and fucking Ludacris.
0: Yeah, Chris Bridges. Luda. So I have a question. Does he kill those two guys he puts in the water? Uh, I Yeah, I think so. I, I kind of, this movie, like these Guy Ritchie movies kind of go to like, great lengths to where they show they don't always show the bad guys just like indiscriminately killing people right and so and also there's this a lot of times where Lenny and Archie kind of threaten people with like do you want to catch a cold again which I was thought was like I'll put you know you'll get put in the water and like well you know you might catch a cold I don't know if that's also you make it such I don't know what that means but I was like under the impression that he might have been letting these guys live. I don't know. We do hear one of them getting dunked after he had already said Johnny Quid. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It doesn't matter. I, Jeremy Piven in this movie is so fucking Jeremy Piven after Entourage that it's like. It's like nothing else he can do.
1: It was actually a really stark transition for me, he, like hearing American accents in these films. I was like, whoa, I was like, I don't want ludicrous to do like a like an English accent. He'll probably do worse than than I can. But um but, I, yeah, it's just so weird. And um, just hearing the American accent in a Guy Richie flick.
0: Yeah, well, you need, I mean, you had Dennis Farina. You kind of, you need, you need somebody. Was there one in Lockstock? Maybe you couldn't afford an American in that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Gemma Archerton. I always, I am always struggle with that name, but I f- fucking love her. Um, She's a Bond girl, isn't she? yeah she was in quantum of solace um the thing i remember her from so she had this movie um it was like an english movie called tomorrow drew which i saw in law school it was one of those like um sony pictures classic movies that has like a very super limited release um but she's like she basically plays this woman that like everyone's in love with in that movie and it's like definitely works um she has, like, such a small role in this. She was also in uh, The Boat That Rocked, Pirate Radio, that we did. Um,
1: oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. She was also in um, Jake Gyllenhaal's Prince of Persia.
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah. Don't tell Ashley, but I love her. I mean, she, Ashley knows, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I love seeing the flashback of young Johnny Quidd, like, defiant, and, like, Lenny coming back in to spank him. Obviously not that part, but just, like, the defiance from him of, like, turning the music back on yeah. and singing it louder and like taking the beating.
1: I was going to mention the young, the young flashback with him and Archie pulling the gun and then him paying off his schoolmates to be like, you haven't seen a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, Archie, yeah, once again, always great. Um, we get to finally meet Toby Kebble as Quid, the introduction with him singing in the mirror as an adult and then he goes to the bar and he drinks that dude's drink and he's like I'll have you and your girlfriends I'll do the lot of you yes. like um
1: did you notice the rocker guy who comes in to talk to Luda and um the the other one the entourage guy he he he's just a rocker he comes in and he's like do you know who I am and he, do you, do you know who he is
0: i think he yes so He's gotten bigger. Yes, much bigger. Especially in the last couple of years. But what I remember him from is one of those fucking dystopian novel movies that Ashley made me go see with um what's that girl's name? Um it's like Mortal I think he's like the guy from like Mortal Instruments.
1: Uh yeah, you're right. He is. <laughs> um but oh. I'll tell you what I know him from, and and I almost had a fucking conniption recognizing him. By the way, he's a, he's as old as you. So, uh, do you? When did this movie come out? When did Rock and Roll 2008. come out? Two thousand eight. So how old would you been in that? How how old were you in two thousand eight? Twenty one. Okay, that's that's pretty young for. Anyways, his name is Jamie Jamie Campbell Bauer, and he's Vecna from the latest season of Stranger Things.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah, when I saw him there, I was like, oh, dude, the fucking Mortal Instruments guys finally like (laughs) picking it up. Yeah. I just...
1: Um, I was like, what the hell? But yeah, I knew he had to be quite young.
0: And then Lenny... The scene where Lenny threatens Roman and Mickey is just kind of a whatever, except for the fact that Jeremy Piven makes some fucking like... So what Lenny says... I bet you, you're. I bet you, I know what you're thinking right now. And Jeremy Piven's like, oh, so there's nothing you can't do. And Archie into the microphone is like, watch a Tinkerbell. and then he kind of like hears like he's like starts singing into it. <laughs> uh, I love that little part.
1: the The thing about this movie, like as a whole, is that I feel like there's no one just standing in the background. Like everyone has a role to play in this, like. You have fucking, you know, Vecna there and like the smallest role ever. And you have um, the junkies and then even Archie, like Mark Strong is a pivotal character in this movie, but like not in that scene, but he still does something to make himself known within that scene. And I think like like a good example of this is when Jamie, uh, the guy who plays Vecna, um, he has like that really good one on one. With Johnny Quid. Right before Johnny Quid like fucking drugs out.
0: Oh, but that's not. That's a different guy, right? That's That's him. That's not the Vecna guy. Pretty sure. The Vecna guy doesn't appear really again. Pretty sure that. But that's what I thought until he had that scene with him. Where he drugs out. Yeah. I think the junkies show up. And then there's the guy that's always with the rock and roller
1: right but that's not eh, okay
0: maybe it's not important let's just agree Um, to disagree let's agree you're wrong so i like the next scene where one two goes to the place and he's like they're like you didn't fucking show up for bob's arraignment like you're the only one he wanted to be there and he's like what the fuck does that mean it's like no man we're just joking we know you love bob he's like what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and then Bob shows up behind him, and he's like, so mad because he's like, I wouldn't have done that if I had known that you weren't going to go to well, jail.
1: When one two, when one two didn't show for Bob's arraignment, that that I was thrown, uh, su- I was throwing suspicion onto him for being the informant.
0: Oh, so he didn't show up, so they didn't have what they needed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who knows. I mean, that definitely wasn't it, but but it
1: yeah, it ended up being like a Lenny thing, like a favor from Lenny.
0: Um, and then we get a lot of like a lot of little scenes here. Stella invites them to a party. The Russians get better protection for the next one, which is like back to back. You're like, oh, that's going to that's going to be entertaining to watch. Yuri wants his painting back. And then we get kind of a pivotal, tiny scene where Archery's is worried about the Russians. And he's like, and Lenny tells him off, says like he can handle and he kind of like, Puts Archie in his place a little bit, um, which is like, you know, Lenny, you don't want a yes man, right? Like you need Archie there to kind of he he knows what he's fucking talking about. So, Um, right. Well, but then, I mean, you have that relationship between
1: Johnny and Archie. That's almost more like a more of a father son relationship than Johnny has with Lenny.
0: I agree. Yeah. And I mean, the movie does a good job, like setting that up very quickly in the end.
1: Yeah. So their dynamics are already kind of
0: on on like a rough start. Yeah. So there's this interesting little thing where. Um, um, Roman and Mickey are like, oh, we need to find Johnny. And then June, my girl Gemma, walks by and she's like, oh, you just need to ask Cookie and you probably like much of the audience was like, who the fuck's cookie? And so the movie's like, well, let me tell you who cookie is. And so it just cuts to them standing outside the party. And the guy's like, Oh, who are you? And the guy's like, Oh, I'm cookie.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I, I think this party scene is really great, especially when he goes up to Bob and he's like, that only happened because you were going to jail. Why the fuck are you here? And he's like, well, I didn't have any plans because I should be in jail, but I decided to come here. Um, is is great and then the dance scene is also fucking really weird but very funny it's it's weird and then it just keeps going and you're like all right the commitment is funny to this like bit
1: Oh between Gerard and um
0: Danny Newton yeah
1: yeah 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 yeah. so as that's happening and then you know they're trying to find Cookie to find Johnny, Johnny's at this moment trying to get into the club and the bouncer won't let him. And then he kicks the shit out of the bouncer. And that whole scene, only because they're trying to find the guy who's trying to get in this club. That's hilarious to me.
0: It is. That seems like completely unnecessary, though. Like Johnny stabbing that guy. I mean, he kills that dude, right? I mean, he stabbed him in the throat with the pencil. That dude's probably dead.
1: Dude, a lot of people in this movie should have died, but did not
0: correct but i mean so that scene they're like he's like trying to get in he stabs that guy a bunch and then you have roman and mickey like talking to archie about hey you can't shut our club down and archie's like we should go find him and then they're like all right i guess we have to go find him but you already had the scene earlier where june's like oh just talk to cookie and then this scene like oh i guess we'll talk to cookie and it's like you had a dude come into your place with thugs threatening you Like, what did you, you didn't need more. So, I I don't know. I just think that scene kind of didn't add anything to it. Probably, like, not necessarily to me.
1: It was fun. I had fun watching
0: it. You had fun him stabbing a dude in the throat
1: with a pencil?
0: I want to make a complaint. Do you think John Wick was like, they Mm. saw this movie? Yes,
1: this. They took this one scene and made a whole movie, a whole quadrilogy out of it.
0: So the next thing is them planning the second heist. And 1-2 doesn't want Bob to drive. And <laughs> he's Idris basically tells him that everyone knows that Bob is gay. No one cares. Um, and he's like, you know, you took care of him. And he's like, by the way, did you suck Because like, He's like, it was a dance. He's like, was it a slow dance? And then this is the big payoff. Um, and the thing that gets gerard butler to be okay with all of this is the fact that he took care of his mom six days a week while he that bob took care of his mom six days a week while he was in jail not just like that it's okay but it's like oh well you did this thing for me so now it's okay
1: right right of course
0: um and then we get the second robbery there's this whole thing with cookie and roman and mickey coming to him to like and he's like oh he doesn't buy his drugs for me Frankly, I don't think that part matters either. But the second robbery is pretty fucking great.
1: Yeah, because it, it ends in such a way that it's like they're hit by a truck and it just seems so random. And then um, you have you have Gerard Butler limping into the restaurant and then talking to, to the accountant, to Stella. And then they're like recounting the... And how does he go? He goes, oh, yeah, I... um. They had guns. And she's like, yeah, I know they had guns. He's like, you didn't tell me they were going to be armed with big ass guns. And she's like, well, I saw. And he goes, what do you mean you saw? And then it cuts back to them and she's there. She's like up on the like fifth story of a construction site looking down. But yeah, that was great. And then it just shows like the whole thing from her perspective. Cutting back and forth. um, Isn't it Bobby who gets dragged down into the window?
0: No, it was Gerard Butler and then mumbles Idris but like sprays
1: all of them. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: Oh, uh, is just pretty funny. Um, and then they all kind of run their separate ways. The Russian guys chase after them. There's the whole thing where he gets shot, but in his like bulletproof vest in the store. And I like when they all run out of the store and the and the uh, construction worker guys are there. <laughs> Tom Martin just pulls out a gun. He's like, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> like why are you guys trying to be heroes um and then i love gerard butler getting chased by the fat guy and he does like the fake boxing and like fucking with him and then he goes and slaps the guy just fucking around with this dude because he's out of breath and then looks back and like the skinnier in shape dude is like looking at him with his knife and starts chasing after him he's like oh fuck
1: and then uh tom hardy has a run-in with the police <clears throat> oh, but then Mumbles, I just, Elba steals that dude's scooter. Uh, that's such a great scene too.
0: Yeah, the curry, the curry delivery guy. Um, yeah, it's very good. Um, and then we get the counselor tells Lenny it's taking too long. And Lenny's like grabs him by the balls literally. And is like, but I also have you by the balls. Cause he's like, there's a paper trail to literally everything I'm giving you. And how are you so stupid to not realize that? Um, But then we get the (laughs) golf scene, which is really like well thought out on Yuri's end. The fact that he breaks his legs on the ninth hole so that he has to crawl all the way back to his car. Um, But one huge question I had with this is like, why is Archie not there? Maybe Archie just doesn't play golf. Yeah, I mean, you know, problem solved, I guess. Um, You know
1: what we didn't talk about, though? as I just kind of want to go generalize the whole movie for a second is how there's none of like Guy Ritchie's uh, formidable usual cast in this film. You know, there's no Jason Statham. There's no Vinny Jones. There's no, it's just like a whole new cast.
0: Uh, yeah. For a while, I didn't realize Tom Wilkinson was from the UK He's from Leeds. Um, Jason Statham was too busy filming Death Race.
1: Oh, was it Death Race?
0: Yeah, so he couldn't make it. He was supposed to be in this, but couldn't. And I... What, is he the Gerard Butler part? I guess. That's not what I want at all.
1: Well, it's funny, too, because um, our friend Steve uh, from These Films Are The Juice podcast, he messaged me saying he was listening to our... Uh, episodes and us talking about Vinnie Jones and um I'll put it up on our Twitter but this is the picture he sent me he goes I don't know if you guys uh through your research of lock stock and snatch found this picture of Vinnie Jones and he sent it to me and I go oh no I I've never seen this photo and I'm going to show it to you David what do you think
0: about this photo have you seen it before yeah you turn your brightness down Oh, him! He's grabbing the guy by the dick—is what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of a in the middle of a, a game, dude. I mean, we told the stories about how he missed several days of filming because he like got arrested for getting into fights. So, I mean, it's not surprising. Like his, also his, just kind of, you know, wh- the way people viewed him as a player. Like he does not shock me. Yeah, um, at all. Um. Next we get the junkie stealing Johnny Quid's photo and then cookie buys it. You already talked about that. And then tank tells Archie that one, two was taking his money. Um, and then cookie gives the painting to one, two for his lady. And this all sets up this ending, right? Like, so th- there's, this is like a lot of his movies where it's just like, these are so plot heavy, but it's like in the beginning he sets up plot and then we kind of have these long like pieces And then there's like another little like, oh, we got to have some plot exposition to then set up these next thing. And then right here, it's like he's got to have all these moving pieces. So they all show up at the exact same time. Right. So like one, two is at his place. Stella shows up. They fuck very quickly. He gives her the painting. Then at the same time, Tank has told Archie. So Archie goes over there. But also the Russians have been following. So the Russians are there with like a gag in his mouth. And I love the one Russian doing the like the blowjob thing again to, to one, two, like as they have him. Um and my one of my favorite things is the Mark Strong smile to Gerard Butler, and then he's like, should we come back later? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, but
1: okay, let's see. So those Russians are dead, right? Mark Strong and his dudes definitely kill those guys. But then they take, yeah, that's right, because Mumbles and Bobby are coming up the stairs, and they take all of them bags over their heads. They take all of them to go see Lenny at the same time that they have uh, Johnny, and Johnny like is like lifting the bag over, and he's like, "Oh my God, is that one too? That must mean that that's Bobby." And that's my, oh no, he lifts up Bobby. He's like, oh my God, Bobby. He's like, that must mean that's one, too. that's mumbles. And then, like, it's just kind of funny to see that they all have, a, like, a rapport with this guy, you know?
0: Yeah, well, it's kind of like, it's kind of why you're okay with the comeuppance, too, because Archie's kind of like, oh, why are you fucking over these, like, local guys? They're, you know, we could basically almost like we could work with them and johnny is like dude i like these guys you know oh like oh it's these guys that i know and lenny's just like i don't give a fuck like fuck these guys it's all about me he shoots his son well he shoots his son because he's about to get told on um which is actually like really kind of a cool part of this right so um we already have we're we're at the end but stella has um You know, she got caught by Yuri with the painting. And so she's going to get killed. Like, we know that she's gone. Um, And then Quid shows up and he's like getting under Archie's skin. And he even says to Archie, he's like, oh, do you wonder who informed on you? And then I had this question. I was was texting Garrett about this earlier. I was like, wait, how does. Handsome Bob know to give these papers to Archie that it's going to save them. It just seems very like kind of circumspect and like lucky. Did and Johnny
1: stick them in his jacket when he lifted up his
0: hood? No, no, they had gone to get them from the gay lawyer. They got these papers. They had looked through them, right? Uh huh. And then, and then they had looked through all of these, but they are like, who's Sydney? Uh, what is the name? Sydney, Sydney Shaw. Shaw. And then Johnny says, "Hey." Archie, do you want to know who grassed you up? And then Lenny shoots him. Well, Handsome Bob had looked through all this and saw, hey, Archie's name is in here as Sidney Shaw informed on Archie. And then Johnny just said, hey, I'm going to tell you, Archie, who informed on you. And Lenny shoots him. So Handsome Bob, being not a fucking idiot, is like, oh, Lenny must be Sidney Shaw. So he tells Archie, hey, look in my pocket. And Archie sees it. And he's like, get these three the fuck out of here. Yeah. What I think is funny is these guys all seem to respect Archie more than Lenny, yeah. right?
1: I, yeah, and I think also like his relationship with Johnny being more of a father to him than Lenny was. When he shoots Johnny and Archie kind of gets in the middle of it and he's like, whoa, 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 Lenny, like that's going too far. It's like at that point. Lenny is a different villain than like Bricktop, right? Because Bricktop is fucking nasty. No one would like try to get one over on Bricktop unless you have a death wish. But I feel like they think that Lenny is. Lenny can be upranked can be what can can like be like like um What am i trying to say like he has archie who's like his second command but if they just all fall to the side of archie archie could take over easy easily
0: no absolutely and you kind of get that in the ending but what what i wanted to say is before bob gives archie that stuff Lenny tells Danny and another guy to take Roman, Mickey and Johnny out. And he's like, kill them. And then we get the scene where Johnny is in the elevator and he's like, so this is what's going to happen. They're not going to shoot us in here because then they'd have to carry the bodies. So they're going to carry us to the car. They're going to shoot us right there and throw us in and then they're going to burn it. And he's like, and because I've said this and now they know that you know that they're going to kill us, they're going to get itchy. It's in the scene where like they shoot the two guys in the in the elevator, right? They overpower them. And then Johnny's like, hand me the gun. And the elevator doors open and he kills these the other two guys. And then a fifth guy comes up and he gets knocked out. All four of those guys that got killed and the fifth guy that got hit in the head would now be loyal to Archie. But they just don't know what's going on upstairs. <laughs> and so they die. <laughs> right. Right. That's true. Yeah. 100%. Um, and then it it ends the first ending with Lenny getting fed to the crayfish. And I love that he doesn't even try and fight it. He's like, there's nothing to say here. I'm dead. He just doesn't say a word from then on as he's hung up and like dropped into the water. He's just like, I'm fucked. Like it's over. Um, and then we get the uh, the very ending with uh, the rock and roll of being completely cleaned up. And I love the just subtle like he gives him the painting, and he's like, "Oh, a Russian had to give an arm and a leg for it. basically like he fucking killed these very this very rich Russian dude mm-hmm. and took his painting."
1: Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> he's like, "I'm not a rock and roller. You're the real rock and roller." And, <laughs> and then it's like the title card that's like, "Johnny and Archie and the boys will be back for the real rock and roller," and it just never came to fruition.
0: I mean, there's still time. I mean you know, Tom Hardy's still big, but like, what's Idris been up to, you know? Gerard Butler's just making a different disaster movie every year.
1: In more ways than one.
0: Plane Greenland. Geostorm. Was he in Geostorm? He was the titch
1: the titular character he was the <laughs> he was the geostorm do you know what titular means i i do i just i meant he was the main character
0: so i really love this movie um it was still really good i do think i like gentlemen more i'm i don't even need to watch gentlemen twice in order to do the next episode but i probably still will um it's just so it's just so fucking good and I'm just really happy overall with this month, this thing we're doing.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I mean, it's not like Guy Ritchie makes a bunch of different films. They're pretty much all in the same vein of, uh, you know, theft, heist, English gangster films. Well, these but are just
0: the ones we're doing. I mean, he did Sherlock. He did. No, I know.
1: He's done. I know. Stuff. I know, but out of the ones we're doing, they're all in the same vein of the same sort of film. and But that makes it really easily comparable to his, his filmography. Um, yeah, I can't wait for The Gentleman. Can't wait to like either really build it up or completely tear it down. But I will say, I I enjoy rock and roll more than I thought I would. I thought I would get tired of this whole shtick by
0: now. But I find it. Actually,
1: super entertaining.
0: So, well, thanks for listening to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David. And this is Alon. And I finally
1: watched Rock and Roller.
0: Rock and Roller.
1: Rock and Roller.